Welcome to day 196 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Isaiah chapter 13 to 17, with a focus on Isaiah chapter 14, verses 1 to 11. For the Lord will have compassion on Jacob, and will again choose Israel, and will set them in their own land, and sojourners will join them, and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob. And the people will take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel will possess them in the Lord's land as male and female slaves. They will take captives, those who were their captors, and rule over those who oppressed them. When the Lord has given you rest from your pain and turmoil and the hard service with which you were made to serve, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. How the oppressor has ceased, the insolent fury ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked the scepter of rulers, that struck the people in wrath with unceasing blows, that ruled the nation in anger with unrelenting persecution. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. The cypresses rejoice at you, the cedars of Lebanon saying, Since you were laid low, no woodcutters come up against us. Shawl beneath is stirred up to meet you when you come. It rouses the shades to greet you, all who were leaders of the earth. It rises from their throne. All who were kings of the nation, all of them will answer and say to you, You too have become as weak as we. You have become like us. Your prompt is brought down to Shoal, the sound of your harps. Maggots are laid as a bed beneath you, and worms are your cover. Seems like an odd highlight, I know, but the poetry here is absolutely stunning. The writing, the descriptive nature of it all. But what we see at the beginning is that God is saying, after the exile, I will restore Israel. I will restore Jacob. I will bring them back. I I like that it says, the Lord will choose Israel again. Remember, Israel was in exile due to lifetimes upon lifetimes of disobedience. The northern kingdom was full of wickedness and vileness and abominations and child sacrifice and just terrible things. And the southern kingdom occasionally had a good king but never fully got it either. And so God let, God fulfilled his vow to them way, 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 way back in the book of, the book of Judges where the end of Judges, it, it pronounces that if they follow God, it'll be good. And if they don't, they'll be treated like the people they drove out of the land and they'll be driven out. And so God had fulfilled that promise You were disobedient, and so now I am going to chase you out of this land and let you be held captive. But then we're told that God relents, and he brings them back, and he chooses them again. God continuously chooses us. God chooses us, and we know this because he sent Jesus. He sent the perfect Messiah to come and to save us from our captor, from our oppressor, which was sin. And when we call upon him, we are delivered and we are restored and we are brought back. God continually chooses us. The other part of this that really stood out to me is that God is a God of justice. right? We talk about his love and his mercy and they are wonderful and they are abounding. And, and we need to always remember that that is, God says, I am love. And mercy is greater than justice. But he's still a God of justice as well. And justice does come. 
this passage highlights that justice does come. The Babylonians probably thought, oh, you know, we've had them for over 70 plus years. You know, we're doing pretty good. But God said, you know, the whole world will sing at you being brought down. Sometimes you might look around and go, wow, we're really in a broken state. Justice comes. Position, power, influence, none of those can stop or delay what God will and can do. Right? Sometimes we think, oh, those in power who do wrong, they'll never, they'll never answer for it. Or, you know, those who lie, those who manipulate, those who destroy, you know, they get away with it. Not forever. God and his timing are perfect, and God and how he delivers his justice are perfect. So though you might be in a season right now where it feels like you're being overwhelmed, like those who seek to do harm are winning, pray and wait and know that he is on the throne, he is watching, and he is ready there are, will be times where maybe the justice that God brings is not one that we get to see. And that's where our trust has to be in the Lord. There will be times where the person and their consequences catch up with them well after we're gone and moved on. And, and folks, by trusting in God to take care of the justice, you get to leave the remnants of your exile. Hear me on this. When we trust God to do the justice rather than patiently wait and look at it, when we say, God, whenever and however you do it, okay, we actually leave the cage. We leave behind the remnants of our trauma and our hurt and our exile. Because we don't have to be watching it to see if God does it. He promises that he will vindicate. He promises that at the end, there will be justice. So if we trust him, we can get on with our lives. And rather than wait and live hoping for you know, this vengeance to come or this vindication to come, we can look at what tomorrow brings rather than what yesterday did. Let God take care of it and move on. Let God vindicate and find joy in what today and tomorrow have rather than what yesterday did. Pray and wait. He hears, he sees, and he is moving. He is powerful. He is for you. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.